Hello guys, this is Options, and welcome back to another exciting, thrilling episode of Canon History, 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 History. Okay. Alright guys, yep, we're back. Another can of history coming right at you. This episode, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to be quick, but it might be a little quicker. Um, I had a couple of things come up, so it might not be, I, might, I didn't get quite as much done in this script as I wanted to, but it's okay. We'll be back. We'll do the, uh, we'll do the next game. But for now, we're talking about Super Mario Bros. 3. Personally, one of my favorite games in this franchise. I remember playing this a lot on the... On the Nintendo, it's one of my favorite Nintendo games. Honestly, I just love the aesthetic, uh, how it looks kind of like a stage, a stage play. I just love the aesthetics of this game and pretty much everything about it. I love kind of a, is this game and it's another Mario game that I love the aesthetics of. Man, I cannot think of it, but this game for sure. Maybe on the next episode I'll, I'll mention it. Yeah, we are going into Super Mario Bros. 3. So we're going to be reading the stories and going over everything here. This game features a lot of introductions. This is actually where the Koopalings were introduced. Uh, the Boos were introduced. Raccoon Mario. Hammer Mario. Shoe Mario. Frog Mario. Tanuki Mario. All the Marios. All the Marios were introduced. But yeah, let's dive straight into it and let's get into the story. So in this one, it reads... The Mushroom Kingdom has been a peaceful place thanks to the brave deeds of Mario and Luigi. The Mushroom Kingdom forms an entrance to the Mushroom World where all is not well. All is not well. Bowser has sent his children to make mischief as they please in the normally peaceful Mushroom World. Now this is something that they're, they're, they don't, I don't think they reflect a lot in what, I, I think mushroom world would just be like i guess the rest of the the planet uh the mushroom kingdom obviously is where mario and the others reside okay yeah so i just had to stop just to make sure <laughs> i know i did the research before this video but i was like wait i just want to make sure yes mushroom world is yeah um sometimes it could be referred to as the mushroom kingdom i think all of this is like they're, they're basically just different I think just different countries in within the Mushroom Kingdom, if that makes sense. Because uh, now I think they're kind of interchangeable. Like I know back then this was 30 years ago, like literally this was 1990. So this game came out 30 years ago. I think there's a good thing about, there's a good thing, a good number of things about the lore that has changed in Mario's world since then. So yeah, I think, I think Mushroom World, uh, is basically i think they're kind of interchangeable at this point but let's say for the sake of this mushroom world will be the, be every other like kingdom mushroom kingdom would be the place where mario peach and luigi reside and let's continue uh so let's start over actually uh, the mushroom kingdom has been a peaceful place thanks to the brave deeds of mario and luigi the mushroom kingdom forms an entrance to the mushroom world where all is not well Bowser sent his seven children to make mischief as they please in a normally peaceful mushroom world. They stole royal magic wands from each country in the mushroom world and used them to turn their kings into animals. Mario and Luigi must recover the royal magic wands from Bowser's seven kids to return the kings to their true forms. 
Goodbye and good luck, said the princess and Toad as Mario and Luigi set off on their journey deep into the mushroom world. There you go. So they just said, hey, you know, goodbye and good luck. <laughs> Switch <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, don't, yeah thanks uh, for not helping. I mean, you just helped save the world in the last game, but hey, whatever. So if you ever played through the game, just like I said before, you notice it looks a bit like a play, you know, with curtains and stages, uh, sometimes at the end of the level. Uh, the game is, is the game, This game is definitely canon, though. Uh, so I think it's mostly a cosmetic look and feel. The actual flow of how the story goes is pretty traditional. Eight worlds, yada yada, gotta save. The only thing that's different is they have to save uh, these royals now. These royals from different kingdoms. And when you rescue them, the dialogue actually changes depending on which suit you're wearing at the time. So, who? So the, the Koopalings are basically taking these wands. They've turned them into animals. So who are the Koopalings? Well, the Koopalings, uh, they were adopted. They were at first Bowser's kids, I believe, but... In recent times, they've uh, come to be known as being more adopted. Uh, well, more adopted. They, they are adopted. They were said at one point, I think Shigeru Miyamoto said that uh, it, it was like some random interview about Mario lore. And he said that, yeah, they were not his children, they were, um, even though they were portrayed, portrayed as such. Portrayed. Well, I can't talk. Portrayed as such. But yeah, they are, they are not, they are not his children. Sometimes they're portrayed as siblings, but... Eh, I don't know if they they're even that. Uh, I think Bowser just adopted a bunch of kids, <laughs> a bunch of random kids. So let's let's go. Let's start with the the youngest. You know, let's do a deep dive into who they are. Uh, not too deep of a deep dive. I'll be here for for like an hour. <laughs> if you want me to analyze every single thing each Koopaling have been in, then yeah, it would take quite a while. But let's just do an overview of what they're like and what their personalities are like. So, starting with the youngest, Larry Koopa. So Larry, he has a blue, he's the one with the blue mohawk, and is said to be Bowser's favorite out of all the Kooplings. He also seems to have this obsession with fixing his hair. It happens a lot in uh in some of the RPG games of Mario. I think it happens in some other mediums too. Like I think he it happens in one of the Nintendo comic books. Uh, so yeah, he has this big obsession with his uh with his hair. Uh, so Lemmy Koopa is next. He's the smallest. And he's the most childish and immature of the group. He wants to actually join a circus instead of committing crimes. He's the one that has the multicolored hair and his eyes are constantly going cross-eyed as he's trying to balance himself on a circus ball. He's a, he, he's a nut. Morton Koopa Jr. He's the one that has the darker skin tone than the rest. Uh, he's often considered to be more more broad in brains, and he prefers kind of solving problems with his fists. You know, he's a, he's a brawler. Wendy O. Koopa, uh, this, she's the only girl in the group, so she's pretty easy to spot. So she's more of like the diva, and she's a spoiled brat, and she seems to like, uh, she she wants a life of, of luxury, of wealth. Uh, we, see, we see that, in, you know, the jewelry and stuff like that she wears. You know, the makeup. She wants like a life of, of, of basically like wealth. Yeah. Uh, Roy Koopa. So just like his brother, Morton Koopa, he's also more the brains type. But he, he's kind of like a brain. He's kind of like a jock. You know, he has a little swag to him. You know what I mean? He's a uh, he's obsessed with acting cool. He likes to wear pink. He's obviously like, you know, uh, he's uh, he, he wants to be a super cool guy. You know what I mean? He wants to be the coolest guy. That's why he wears pink, because only cool guys wear pink, right? 
Duh, everyone knows that. And last week, well, last week, <laughs> sounds like Elmer <laughs> Last week, lastly, we come to Ludwig von Koopa. Hopefully, I pronounced this right. So he's the oldest, and he's the self-proclaimed leader of the bunch, of this ragtag bunch of uh, Koopa gangs here. Also, I have neighbors, so you might hear them in the background. I can't quite stop that. <laughs> Wish I didn't have noisy neighbors, but there we go. So. Ludwig, he is the oldest. He's the self-proclaimed leader. So he generally, um, he also has like the highest rank out of all of them. I think in Bowser's like army, uh, he's known to be the strongest and the most powerful of the group. Uh, he's a, he's kind of a bit of a show-off. He's a bit conceited, maybe a little bit pretentious uh, for some to some of his brothers and sisters. Mario and Luigi, they basically have to go through all the Kooplings and Bowser to get the Mushroom Kingdom and Mushroom World back. So they have to rescue every king. And then after that, they have to go rescue Princess Peach. <laughs> but along the way, you know, they got just like those power-ups I mentioned before. They got some power-ups here. So let's look at, let's do a deep dive into some of the power-ups that we got. Because, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. So we got Raccoon Mario. That now I mentioned this earlier. Raccoon Mario just gives him a tail, some some ears. He's able to whip his tail and he's able to fly. Now Tanuki Mario does all the same things as to Raccoon Mario, but he has the added benefit of turning into an invincible stone. Frog Mario actually enables him to hop up and down, and he's able to swim. Uh, Hammer Mario lets him throw hammers. <laughs> Thing he can't retreat in this shell as well. Uh, shoe Mario it puts him in a, a shoe. And he can jump on enemies he normally can't jump on. I mean, he can usually jump a little higher. Now, according to the official quote in the book, we're going to take a look at some of his enemies. Well, only one of his enemies, because only really one is new. Official Super Mario Encyclopedia says that, that this is the first game that introduced Bob-Oms and Boos. But we know Boos were all introduced in the last game. Super Mario Bros. USA slash Super Mario Bros. 2. So... Yeah, not not quite accurate with the bob bombs there, <laughs> but booze were introduced into this game. So, let's take a deep dive into booze. You you well, I won't say a, let's do an overview of what a boo is. So a boo, you you've likely uh you know what a boo is. You know the, the round ghost creatures, the large mouth not mouths with fangs. I actually had a dream one time. I think I had like a uh, a sleep paralysis dream. Oh god, I, I woke up so quickly. I, I rolled over. Uh, well, it, I, I, it wasn't even sleep paralysis because I was able to roll over. So right there, I failed. Uh, but it wasn't sleep paralysis, but I was like half asleep. I think I hallucinated. Uh, or it might have been a dream that I woke up from, but I seen booze coming out of my, out of my, uh, from underneath my bed. Now, a boo in a Mario game is not a scary sight, right? Because it's, it's a boo, you know, you know what it is. You know how to deal with it. Just look at it. Or, you know, if it's Super Mario Sunshine, spray it down, whatever. In real life, they get a little bit scary. <laughs> Bro, I, I hallucinated that and I ran. <laughs> I ran out of my room. <laughs> I forgot how old I was at the time. I think I was still a teen, a teenager. But yeah, I, I bolted it. I bolted out of my room. They're, they're, they're pretty scary. And seeing booze in real life are pretty uh pretty, pretty terrifying. But yeah, in, in the games, they're, they're very shy. And most of them, they can't stand to be seen. They can't stand to be looked at. They they get shy. They cover their face. They blush. And as soon as, as soon as Mario turns his back to them, they head after him full blast. 
So yeah, the 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 kings that Mario and Luigi have to rescue in this game, there's the, 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 the several kings. Uh, there's the king of Grassland, uh, Desertland, Waterland, Giantland, Skyland, Iceland, and Pipeland. Now, I don't know how much canon all this stuff is. I feel like this doesn't quite hold up today. I feel like we could we never seen these kings again. But it is but it is nice to kind of look back and just see, you know look at some of this Mario lore. But I think a lot of this stuff has probably been retconned. I think just the whole world is the Mushroom Kingdom at this point. Well, at least most of, you know, their continent, like like where Mario, Luigi, and Peach reside, is the Mushroom Kingdom. I don't know if they do the whole Mushroom World with different kings and stuff like that. I doubt they do that, in all honesty. In the, in the ending, after you rescue the kings, you do get a little... <laughs> you After you rescue the kings and you beat Bowser, you go to Peach and she says... Uh, before the credit rolls, she says, uh, your princess is in another castle. Yeah, she pulls that. Uh, and then she says, ha ha, just kidding. And then you're like, uh, Peach, you are one B word with a hard B. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's it for the episode, guys. This is Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, after this game, canonly, Mario and Luigi, they decide to take a vacation. They're like, you know, we, we've saved the Mushroom Kingdom like three or four times over. We're taking a vacation. We're taking a much-needed vacation. And they decide to venture to the mystical place called Dinosaur Island. Except things are not going to go quite like they planned. So tune in next time because we're going straight into Super Mario World on the next episode. Uh, if you like the show, don't forget to leave a nice rating on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, you can also send me an email for you know requests for future episodes, just to give you know give criticism, whatever you want. Uh, the email is going to be uh, options with a Z at hiddenstage.net. All right, guys. Well, you take care. You have a wonderful night. Bye bye.